Welcome to Faith, Love, and Therapy, a podcast to encourage and inspire. I'm your host, Jamie Johnson, a therapist working in the field of mental health for the last 10 plus years. And I'm excited as we continue the journey of emotional wellness and spiritual wellness. And today I'm excited to bring on a guest that uh, I've been kind of watching and, and Instagram stalking for a while now. Uh, and just loving her material. And, um, and 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 I just wanted to be able to have the conversation about what I see and, and how I wanted to just share this with, with listeners. And so I have Miss Regina Perry Carr, uh, the Artistic Director of Moon 2 Dance Theater in Chicago. She is a dancer, dance instructor, choreographer, producer, and curator. And she spent more than 30 years honing her dance craft and has 24 years of teaching experience in West African dance. She's currently, again, the artistic director of Moon 2 Dance Theater in Chicago. And I'm so excited to have you today. Thank you for agreeing to come to the podcast and have a dialogue with me. Um, I, I want to share with the listeners that I, you know, I'm learning the the importance, and I've known it, but I'm I'm just seeing it more and more, the importance of movement in our healing journey. And so when I watch you and I see the freedom that um just is all over your Instagram post, I said, I want to talk to her because she's just so free. And I want us to be free. So um, just to start, you know, talk to me a little bit about, you know, when and where you were introduced to dance. So first, hi to the listeners. It's yeah. me, Regina. Um, so my journey with dance starts as a child. Um, my mother, Regina Tate, um, was a dancer, classical pianist um, when I was born. And so I was born into the culture. Um, I kind of feel like I had no other options because it was presented to me at a very early age and it was so beautiful and you know I love to see my mom you know create art and you know beautiful pianist beautiful dancer so I can honestly say the first time I was introduced to dance it was as a representation because I wanted to do what my mom did oh yeah you know so to be able to see it and to see that it can you know how do how 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 do we believe things happen we see it so to see my mom on this journey really inspired me to, you know, fall in love with the with the art. And then later as an adult, not only falling in love, but like walking purposefully into it, you know, because it's not the easiest um, profession to be in, but to intentionally, you know, say, this is what I want to do and this is what I want to be. So I was, um, she always says I was three, but I was about five when I started like taking dance classes and having to be in class and like, you know, have discipline. I started with ballet um, mm -hmm. and African parallel. Okay. Um, and ballet being, you know, the very Western aesthetic mm -hmm. from the start, I didn't fit. Yeah. You know, because just because of the way I was built, you know, I'm not um, I'm not the uh, I'm not the average dancer. Yeah. Uh -huh. So, you know, always asking for something to be tucked that couldn't be tucked. I'm like, it's tucked. It's not going anyplace else, you yeah. know, and then just in general, uh, being a young black girl from the west side of Chicago, I didn't connect with the ballet, even though I thought it was like the epitome of grace. 
Um, and my teacher, Miss Charlene Rose, was always so purposeful in like explaining and like holding my hand and walking me through it. So even though I didn't feel like that was where I was going to be forever, her teaching was so, she was so caring and welcoming that it just helped fuel the idea that I could be successful in movement because I was being introduced to dance through such warm and welcoming, you know, people who cared about me, not only as the little makings of a little mini artist, (laughs) but as, you know, a person. So these were like my caregivers, my mom, you know, my dance teacher. And then as I entered the West African dance community in Chicago, same thing applies. You know, I've worked with some of the toughest in the business, you know, where it was really about the aesthetic and you don't fit it. You know, you're not the right size. So I've kind of, I when I look at my dance journey, I've had it all. I've had it from the very caring to the, you don't fit, you're not going to make it stop. Yeah. So after some time, it becomes, well, Regina, what, what do you want to do? And how do you feel when you do it? And that's how we get here to the profession. Because after some time, it's like, I just have to, express myself. Yeah. So dance literally became for me expression how I speak. Yeah. Um little secret cuz I don't do it on the internet. <laughs> but I was I'm a singer also. Okay. And you know what was funny was because I really love the singing aspect like I adore it. But people would tell me you know, it's not fair because you sing and you dance. So why don't you let somebody else sing and then you dance? Mm. So I wasn't, you know, my mom would celebrate the duality of it. No, girl, you do everything. You're like, I'm going to have you sing. I'm going to have you dance. I'm going to have you do this. I'm going to do that. You know, and it just, it, it felt, you know, it felt because I kind of believe that. Well, maybe it's not fair that I have two gifts. So maybe I should let somebody else do that and I should do what they think I'm good at. Mm. But in real life, I, you know, I did attack both. I just attacked both in different lanes. So I singing was the ministry because I did it at church. Okay. You know, and when they would call, it would just be of service. Yeah. You know what I mean? I didn't want to approach the singing professionally, but I definitely felt that it was a gift that needed to be shared. So. Um, and then I got to use dance as a ministry too, because like uh, back when I started dancing, there was no label for praise dance. You just did either modern in church or you did African in church. And that was then your praise dancing. <laughs> so, you know, later on in life, when you hear the term praise dance, I was like, oh, we were doing that back in the eighties. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> ah, man, you know, so, um, but you know, everything needs a title now. So that's just a, a basically the beginning of my journey was that I was birthed into it and there was enough beauty, enough positivity, enough encouragement that I was just foolish enough to believe that I could, you know, turn it into a career, work my butt off to do it, but just foolish enough to believe. Absolutely. I love how that was nurtured. I mean, it's, 
from from family to the right, uh, we'll say the right people, just kind of bringing you through that whole journey um, to become who you are today. And even and like you said, even the good and those that were uh, applying pressure in a different way. <laughs> right. You know, exactly. Or, or even exactly. Rejection, you know, some of the rejection we tend to, you know, we we have a choice. What are we going to do with that rejection? Are we going to believe it? And walk in that, are we going to, you know, push beyond it and do what we know is inside of us? So I love that. I love that. You talk about, you talk about, you know, ballet being Western and then you have West African and, and help, help uh, listeners understand when we talk about West African dance, what is that? um, How would you describe that? So just if we're going to look at it geographically, West African dance derives from the countries of West Africa, which can include um, Senegal, Guinea, Gambia, Ivory Coast, Nigeria, Ghana. It sits along that uh, Western coast of Africa. Um, but when you're thinking about like West or when you're thinking about African diasporic dance, and we just look at it in basic, the geography, it is all dance derived or all art derived from, you know, countries or people's civilization rooted in the African diaspora. So, you know, you can include the Caribbean in there. You know, we go down to South Africa. You have people, you know, from other islands, Puerto Rico, um, Cuba, there are many people who identify with the African um, aesthetic, the the African culture and nature of art and African dance, African movement, folklore, music being the foundation of many art forms. Yeah. And we that th- those are people who celebrate that and celebrate their culture and their connectedness inside of that. So um, that would be the basic way to describe what we do. Now, where it gets interesting is because we are here in the United States. And when you look at the history of how some of us got here, because, you know, we want to also acknowledge that there were people who are already here. Um, There is a vast story before the transatlantic and enslaved persons coming to the U.S. So where it gets interesting is that I was just saying this, I was on another um, panel. Unfortunately, the United States is one of those, you know, countries, institutions, lifestyles, where the only way to kind of fit in is to assimilate, to lose who you are, yeah, to fit into what their idea of proper is, to fit into their idea of what should be done, of what's civilized movement, what's, you know, what's proper. So it can be a journey introducing West African dance and culture and letting people know that it's approachable Mm -hmm. and letting people know it's attainable and it's a way of self-expression. And it's actually at the root of what our bodies do. So most of the time, like if you even look at a baby, you tell Mm -hmm. a baby to dance, Mm-hmm. What does a baby do? Like they bounce, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it starts from where it starts from the center. Mm-hmm. And that's where most that's where African dance derives from is mm-hmm. the center of the body, you know. So I like to talk to people about the roots of West African dance, 
um, I often advocate for West African not being the absence of technique when you look at dance as a technique, but the presence of all technique. You can find every dance style inside of traditional dance, you know, traditional West African dance that goes back to being ancient. It's thousands. Some of these movements are like thousands of years old when you get into the historical aspect of the, you know, of the art. Yeah. That's, I think that's so amazing. And even the point about the, um, the center, um, and and even how babies bounce, because when we learn, you know, in therapy, we learn, we often talk about finding your center. You know, we talk about, Mm -hmm. you know, getting your emotional center, but getting your breath and and getting to that space of just feeling calm within the center. We use center a lot, um, to ground ourselves. And so, um, and even when we talk about, um, some strategies to kind of cope and slow ourselves down. Sometimes there's the discussion about the the rocking um, and, and getting mm-hmm. that, that certain motion to start yeah. to calm ourselves down, which I think, you know, some of the things that we're taught, especially in the counseling world, it's very Western, right? And, right. and so it, it is now, it in ways it seems so watered down from what you're describing because that's really what it is but then we get a watered down version of you know find your center whereas the you know um what I'm hearing is that there's so much there's so much that goes beyond um the here and now it's very ancient use the term ancient and so we're we're really tapping in more just more than just our center, but, you know, almost like our beginning, our, you know, the, when you talk about roots. So um, that's amazing to me, especially with, you know, being coming from that area. Uh, and we talk about um, people of African descent and all of the, the trauma and the, and the challenges and the heartbreak and the uh, the racism and, and and being able to heal from those things. I can see how that what I see you do on Instagram could really begin to to bring that out, to bring that forth. And so um, what, do, what are your thoughts when it comes to dance being healing and therapeutic and especially for people of, of color? My thoughts on dance being healing is that... Dance, dance is expression. Mm -hmm. And expression at its simplest. Because it's, the movement is, you know, if you're angry, you could do something to express anger. And like, or even in a movement, like, you know, so sometimes just like the pounding on a table, somebody could say, oh my God, did you see how she pounded on that table? Oh, she was angry, but it was so, so passionate. Like you can start to describe movement without it being classified as dance. Yeah. So when I think when you, when you talk about dance, I feel dance is expression and it's expression from internal and, you know, it's subjective, too, in terms of, well, they might have saw that, you know, that one person might see a movement as, you know, water. Someone might see it as, you know, OK, well, no, she's reflecting, you know, um, connectedness, 
You know what I mean? Like, so the way people describe it is subjective and the way people perceive dance is um, subjective in terms of if it's beautiful, you know, I might see something and think it's gorgeous. Somebody else might see it and say, I'm not, I'm not, that's not, it's not pleasing to me at all. So I think the part of dance that's so healing is the expression component because everyone innately, and I mean, I don't like to generalize, but I feel everyone innately wants to be heard. And there's a healing in expressing yourself and a healing in being heard. So I think that's why things like TikTok and Instagram are so popular because it creates platforms for people to express themselves and to instantly be heard. But also there's the caveat. There's also that judgment, right? Because as soon as you put something out there, they're like, oh, what is she? And oh my gosh, and why? So it's up to us to determine and filter what we accept. Mm. Yeah. You, You understand what I'm saying? So I feel like the healing aspect is the expression and to be, you know, to express what's inside and have it come out. Most of the stress comes from what? A lack of being able to express. Mm. you know, and, and, and whatever, whatever area or an environment you're in sometimes depends on how you can express, you know, if we work a nine to five, not all the time, are we able to, you know, you know, um, say, Hey, I'm angry about this. I don't like this, or I'm extremely happy about this. I'm extremely pleased. So people go and they run, you know, they run to Zumba, they run to yoga, they run to places to express, to let stress, to, and even if it's for, to keep your physicality, to keep your strength, you know, to build muscle, to build stamina, there's still this expression, you know, there's a, a, it's a way to release. Yeah. So for dance for me is, you know, that release, um, I'm gonna be honest. I, I, really sympathize with people. I talk to a lot of people who come to dance for healing, Mm -hmm. you know, and I hear a lot of stories about dance saved my life. Yeah. Um, I can say there, I can, I can tell you of stories where dance saved my life, Mm. not because I was doing it, but, but because maybe I was somewhere taking a class Uh, and something happened because I wasn't supposed to be at that other place, but I was taking dance and I can come back and say, Well, in that way, it saved my life. You know what I mean? When I was a teenager growing up on the west side of Chicago, the neighborhood I was lived in was rough, okay? (laughs) Gina got a story, okay? I know that's right. (laughs) So there was a lot of times where there were things I didn't do in the neighborhood. Like I was physically in a whole nother place dancing Mm. and would come home to traumatic stories, you know what I mean? Or I would see something traumatic as a youth and then be able to go and be transported someplace else because I was able to go dance. Yeah. The West African dance just happened to be that vessel, okay. you know? So yeah, as, as I would approach it, I feel dance is very healing, very expressive. It gives a, gives our, uh, gives ourselves a chance to express what words sometimes cannot. Yeah. Yeah, I love that because I think um, a lot of times in therapy, we'll work with clients on a lot that they have repressed that they're not saying. And so when even when they're not able to talk, talk therapy, while it's beneficial, 
there is a, there's for many of us, there's a cap at some point, especially if we've, we've experienced some type of trauma, um, uh, Talk therapy takes you to a certain point, but a lot of times you'll see that it won't take you all the way because there is a physical response to trauma. It lives in the body and being able to express that. And, you know, when I see people and I've heard the same too, I've heard people say that, you know, dance was, was something that helped me mentally. And, you know, I, I'm not a dancer. I'm, I'm not a dancer. Um, I, I, I love it. I love to see people do it, but I see how they light up when they, when they talk about dance. And so I could see that being able to express things that they cannot say, where there's a, um, a space that they don't have to feel that they are keyed up or on, or going to be judged or, but there's just a space to release. I see that working hand in hand with, you know, talking about what's happening, but when you get to to a point where you need to release in a different way. Yeah. I, I definitely can see how, how dance could, could help with that. Um, and then even, you know, what I have noticed is that there is in mental health, there's like a, a rigid side. We respond in a rigid way. We become, you know, very overprotective or, uh, overly anxious, or there's this kind of chaotic side, right? We just all, all over the place, can't really pull it together. And when you see dance, it's almost like this, it's, it's like the two kind of, there's, there's this, uh, joining of that. And it just becomes like it flows like a river, right? There's there's some movements that look very rigid. They look very, you know, but but they're almost combined with this chaotic fluidity. It's just, I don't know the the way <laughs> to describe it. <laughs> when I see y'all, I'm like, there's just something that just I don't even, and maybe because it is um it is a that that longing for freedom, that just to feel that moment of release, um, that is so beautiful. And so I could see how it's healing. And I'm hoping our, hoping our listeners will be encouraged to find a way to like incorporate dance into their life in some way, may not be, you know, if you're in Chicago, you know, find where they come see me. Yeah. Yes. Um, if you're somewhere else, let's, you know, look for resources, but I just can see that, that just that marriage that brings together an opportunity for like a beautiful release of of everything that holds us tight but also makes us feel chaotic and it becomes you know it just begins to flow um what do you what do you do when you meet someone who i'm going to say someone who comes in class who is they want they want this they want to learn but movement is not their their thing so i i have clients who have had trauma physical trauma or they are have body image issues. Um, and so anything related to their body, they want to stay here, right? They want to intellectualize, they want to, you know, but they don't want to experience what happens in the body, but they're trying something new. What would you say to someone who is struggling in that way? How could they start to move a little bit? So what I tell my students um, is who tells you you're a beginner? Hmm. Who tells you you can't do something? Either you do or someone else might, but it's, you have to start. Yeah. So I always ask my students to be open, to clear their minds and to just try. Yeah. And to don't think of themselves and don't, when you like, when you come into the space, try not to see yourself as, well, I don't know what, I don't know what I'm doing. I have no idea what's going on. I say, just try. 
let it go, do what you see, mm-hmm. you know, and of course, you know, we take things um, at those, at, you know, and break things down to the bare minimum so that, you know, so that it's approachable, yeah. Yeah. right? So even though we start at steps and build from there, I always ask people to open their mind and to simply try, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. and it's not that you want to come out looking like your instructor or looking like the person dancing next to you. It's just about having the confidence Mm -hmm. to try something different and to maybe even feel funny in that moment. Because part part of freeing yourself and you know, I am not talking like I wrote the book on this because I haven't. And as a matter of fact, Trust me, if there's a book, I've probably gone to someplace and tried to buy it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So I say often, 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 just open your mind and release. There's a, there's a, there's a little mountain you got to climb. Yes. Yes. To get to that point of, I'm going to try this and I don't care. Mm. And sometimes the live music, the drummers, help that because it's a release you feel in music. Right. You know, and even it doesn't matter if you're dealing with, you know, traditional dance or traditional cultural dance. It doesn't matter if you listening to Beyonce, you know, it's that moment because even if you're at home and you're not prone, like you don't have that proclivity Mm -hmm. to movement, Mm -hmm. there's a little thing you go through where it's like either you tap your foot or you tap your finger you like nod your head. Like it's it's some things that we have to go through mm-hmm. to say, all right, you know what? I don't, I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, I think that's where that saying comes from. Dance like no one is watching. Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because you have to trick yourself into. And sometimes not even trick yourself. You know, sometimes, you know, you might get to an age. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm in my 40s. Thank God. So I think the older I get, I'm at an age where I'm like, you know, do you pay my bills? I don't care what you say. Let me get this. Let me, let me, let me do my thing and y'all will be all right. You know what I mean? So sometimes it's a, it's a phase in life you have to get to. Sometimes it's um, just kind of overcoming your own self-doubt. Can I do this? Just do it. Just try it. You know what I mean? Um, and you never know until you start. <laughs> so right. most of the times I encourage people to just start. Don't. Um, I run a professional dance company. Um, and a lot of people come to our community classes for different reasons. I have professional dancers that come. I have people who just want to, you know, stay in shape. Mm-hmm. I have people who, you know, who want to come for healing. Um I had a student who, oh my gosh, I think she she was she was diagnosed with it was it was um you know of course I won't say her name or anything like that, but she was diagnosed with a, a disorder. Okay. And it was so beautiful to watch her in class yeah. Yeah. because she was clearly dealing with what she had going on. But she had these moments. So it wasn't even that she could take the entire class, Mm -hmm. but she would be present Mm -hmm. 
And maybe out of an hour and a half, you could get her to do 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. And the first time I met her, I was like, I, I was happy that she, you know, stayed, came around. And I, you know, I noticed some students who at first looked like, okay, what's going on? But it was, especially in West African dance, it was beautiful that people accepted her and welcomed her. And then before you know it, she's a regular. Hmm. You know what I mean? And she was able to come in and say hello to people. And even if she didn't hold long conversations with you, she was still engaged. And then she was still able to take like that 15 turned into like 20 minutes. Hmm. You know what I mean? Now, granted, I've never seen her go past 30, but it was just the fact that her situation was not a hindrance to herself. It wasn't a hindrance to anybody in the room because I come from, I mean, I can also say in my upbringing, it's a very live and let live. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. It's a live and let live. So the fact that she was brave enough to come and say, hey, this is what I want to do because something was in the class helping her. And even though, you know, I hadn't had the opportunity to hear her verbalize it. It was just the fact that we could see it and we could see it in her participation. So we've had many situations. Like I taught dance to people who were blind. I used to teach a special recreations mm -hmm. in um, Hillside, Illinois. I love that group. I, I mean, oh my God, when I tell you they're a party, they're my party people. And, you know, I was dealing, I was working with people who were, who had physical limitations, who had mental limitations. I mean, I think my oldest student was like dig on near 70, but he was like 10. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah cognitively. He was like, that, you know, but that was my homie, <laughs> you know? And then of course, with the people who supervised them, they would come in, they would have a laundry list of rules. Regina, don't let them hug you. Don't let them do this. Don't let, and I'm like, okay, let's just get to the dancing. Because most of the time, that's where I'm going to succeed with you. <laughs> Once we get to moving, you know, and I always absolutely adore coming into that class because what I knew they were going to do was dance. Now, yeah. of course, like there was sometimes we could do minimum choreography, yeah. like just get like three steps consecutively back to back. And they would do it, um, but we found so many tools and resources to get them to participate and to communicate. Like I had nonverbal people who would dance, you know what I mean? And they would find joy. And, you know, I was, I was actually sad when I had to let that class go, you know, because I was progressing, you know, in my career and then it was going to move me like away from that class. So I just wouldn't even physically have the time to be there. But those were my people. We even got to do a recital. Mm -hmm. I was like blown away because just those few movements, like it was one of the shortest recitals, but it was the most fulfilling because the fact that that particular group connected enough with each other through dance, with me through dance. And there was a trust there also because they knew that as soon as they saw me, that we had one mission and one mission to accomplish. And that mission was dance. 
Yes. You know what I mean? And when the music would come on, um, they loved the like oldies but goodies. So like the 50s and 60s songs. And then, you know, they didn't connect so much to rap because <laughs> it just, yeah. depending on the song, it just doesn't have that consistent, you know, yeah. that beat. That beat. But we had like, you know, I tried different music with them. Some was a hit. Some was like, yeah. turn that stuff off because that's <laughs> not what we want. <laughs> you know what I mean? So. I mean, I think I think that's also where I get such a where I have such a positive outlook because I've worked with people who are society's written off. Mm, yeah. You know, you can't because or you can't because. So to see these people be able to succeed in movement with so many what and and for instance, to me it might be a limitation, but to them it's a gift. They're extraordinary. You know what I'm saying? So I've had some very positive and uplifting experiences. Now, you know, being on the professional side of things and being in that cutthroat, you know, I I long for the simplicity <laughs> to just come into a class with people who just want to dance and have fun, you know? So I'm dealing more so now in the business of dance, which is great. I love my job. Absolutely. But I do, like, you know, I think about my folks with the special recreations and the fun we had, just because it was simply probably the fun, the most fun I've had, you know, in terms of just being with a group of people who, you know, they, they didn't know, they don't know their limitations, so they don't have them. No, that's right. That's a word right there. Yeah. Yeah. They don't know their limitations. They don't know that they're limited. So they weren't. Right. And, we and so when I go into my classes, that's what I tell people. When you're when you're a beginner, if you if you don't recognize your limitation, you don't have it. You just you dance, you you open yourself up and you move. And from there, a, a myriad of beautiful things can happen. Um, you build trust like people understand that it's a safe space. All are welcome. You know, so I'm I feel honored to be able to create a platform for people to come and do things like that. And I promise one day I'm going to get back to my special ex. I'm going to find some time and find my people. Yes. Cause you created, I mean, you, you're describing such a family, you know, it, it's such a, such a community of people that, um, that look different, that experience different, you know, that have different experiences, different ability. Um, yet what, brings them all together is that movement and that dance. And, you know, like you said, if it's three steps or if it's a whole choreographed event, it is something that is uniting people that may have never met one another. And, and I think the blessing in, in, in being able to have community, especially this day and age where, (laughs) where there's so much going on and people are kind of spread out and just connecting through social media and and being able to come together in a space with a collective with a goal to move and to mm-hmm. accomplish I think is is amazing. I love what you've done with with um individuals that um don't know that they're limited and just, you know, if you don't know your limitations, you don't have them. I think I'm going to end up taking that on for myself too. I need to say it to myself a couple of times, but I love that. That is um, you, you had mentioned before we had talked a little bit and maybe, maybe before we came on, but I, I want to start to bring this to a close, but spiritually, you mentioned that, um, how dance is, is definitely very spiritual as well. And what I thought of, um, 
is how, especially when we talk about the church and the history, one, the history of movement, but also then there's a space of what is appropriate um, movement within the church. And so how, how do you see dance just being spiritual in or outside of the church? How, how do you make that connection? Okay, so <laughs> when I tell you I've danced at churches, I've danced at Catholic churches, Baptist, um, sanctified, my lovely Pentecostal brothers and sisters. Um, what we usually do or what I usually like to do is start with the traditional and stay there because when we think about spirituality, so I'm born and raised Catholic, right? And like I said, my upbringing was very much rooted in live and let live and respect. And being a Black Catholic and being raised as a Black Catholic, I had a very different experience, right? And then my family is eclectic in religion. So on both sides, like on my mom's side of the family, you know, we had somebody to read tarot cards. We had the person who was like, God, who, (laughs) you know? You know, then we have the Catholic side, you know, and both my grandmothers were devout Catholics. And then on my father's side, my uncle is Muslim. I had a, a my auntie was Hebrew. You know, I have other family that are Baptist, you know, and we got a couple Pentecostal thrown in there. So I'm telling you, my whole life <laughs> has been around respecting what I what I came to find was that respect for that there is a higher power, no matter how you call it, yeah. that there, there's a higher power that people believe in, right? And if it's not named God or, you know, Jehovah, it might be the universe. <laughs> you know what I mean? So that, I mean, it was kind of embedded in me. So I use dance as my ministry, as a way to connect, as a way to be a blessing to people. Because I feel moved deep inside <laughs> to do what I do. I like I said, I love that. Um, I love that story. And you know, I'm not the Bible one, so you know, you might have people like, well, that's such and such verse, such and such okay. verse, such and such. <laughs> I don't have it, okay? <laughs> um, the story of the footsteps when they look back over their life and they're like, through all those tumultuous times, God, like, where were you? There was only one set of footprints. Mm -hmm. He's like, I carried you. Yep. That's how I look at dance. There's, there's times, like I said, where the physicality, like I'm a, I'm a thicker woman, I'm voluptuous, you know, plus size, however you call it. And I look back at videos and I remember like either not feeling so well Mm-hmm. Or like, um, they're like, I remember one time, I think I was just, oh my God, I was just out of it. Like <laughs> I was dancing. I could feel my chest just on fire. And I'm like, but you got through it. How, how Regina, how did you do that? Mm-hmm. It yeah. wasn't me. No, you know what I mean? Or there's a lot of times people come back and say, well, I remember when you did. And I'm like, thanks. I don't, <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's not that, it's not that. I remember the place. I don't remember the thing because after some time when I'm out there, it just becomes completely a spiritual thing. I'm aware, but I'm not aware. 
Right. You know, so like I said, I'm not saying that I have the answers or that, you know, I'm, I'm coming to a space pretentiously, not at all, but I can, I can speak to definitely the fact that there is something divine that happens, you know, when you get two or more people yes, in a place, it then becomes what? Yes. <laughs> Church, you know, and you all are have that same intention and you all have that same drive and you all have that same connection and you all have that same feel. And the intent is to make people feel and the intent is to make people walk away with something and feel like that they've been given something, you know, so that's that's the knack of a performer. For, for some people, dance can be very self-gratifying. Mm-hmm. I have found in what I do that if I was in it for very self-gratifying reasons, I would have stopped a long time ago, That's you know? Right. <laughs> like, you know, so I, I, um, I really am, I, I'm blessed to be able to say that dance has become church for me. Some people will say, that ain't right, sister church is church. But I would argue. Yeah. You know, there, there, there I would argue. And I don't, I don't necessarily like to get into religious conversations with people, but you know, there was this uh uh there was a priest here uh in the Catholic Church, the Archdiocese of Chicago. He would always say, church, let's be church after church. Yes. He's like, church, let's be church after church, like all the time. And Sundays was dance. Like when my mom taught her class, my mom taught a class in um, Oak Park and the YMCA for years um, in Oak Park, Illinois. And it would always be at the church. So, and with my mom being like a musician and stuff, I would spend, I was one of, I was, I'm, I'm serious. Like we had choir practice one day and then youth group another day. And then somebody would have Bible study. So I was at church. Yes. Even as a Catholic, like four days a week, yeah. <laughs> you wow. know what I mean? So it was like dance class, dance at church, you know, and it was just, you know, so that was, that was my, that was my upbringing. And so, like I said, I feel very honored to be able to say, I recognize the spirituality of dance. Yeah. And then even inside of um, West African culture, just this past January, I was able to go and take part in a ceremony that mm-hmm. was more of a spiritual ceremony because you had many different faiths there participating. Wow. And it was a it's an ancient um Jola people, the Jola people of Senegal was an ancient Jola ceremony. And I'm telling you from the start of it, I was like, there's something different here. Like there was some, there was something different in the wind, like the way the wind was blowing through the trees felt different. And I can honestly say, I don't know if you would have that experience in the four walls of a church. Cause I swear to God, if the wind started blowing in a church and it wasn't the air conditioned, people would be running up out of there. They wouldn't know what to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? So sometimes in order to do work, and see God in everything and see, see God, you know, see God in movement and see God in our neighbors. We have to be out in the world. Yes. You know, we have to be, we have to be amongst 
people who are different than us because you have to test it. You have to test that theory. You know what I mean? So I, I think I'm, and even as I'm talking to you, you're like, I think I'm almost on the couch with you because I'm actually able to talk through some things and it makes sense as I'm saying it. Like in some of my experiences, like, man, you know, Regina, you know, fine. Cause I was, I was, I was better than a Christmas and Easter before COVID. I was better than that. Okay. <laughs> and then COVID, you know, honestly, and with two elder parents and my father, like he's even called me like, Regina, you know, we got to make an appointment. We need to go. We need to, we need to get back into church. And I'm like, yeah, dad. Okay. <laughs> you know, um, but as I'm even thinking through it, I've had so many spiritual experiences that helped me to appreciate the ritual of being able to like go to church and, and receive. Um, because, you know, of course, if you don't stand for something, for most people, if you don't stand for something, you might fall for anything. And I say you might, yes. you know, um, I find myself in a place where I am a lover of people, but I'm also a respecter of experiences and where people come from. And being able to, I think that's why I do well with working with people because I have an innate ability to respect your point of view and to respect where you come from. Yeah. And as a, you know, as a teacher, as a dance teacher, that helps, that only helps versus me imposing what I feel like is supposed to happen with you or what your experience is supposed to be walking away from a class. I'm just there to be a facilitator. Yes. Yeah. You know, so I, I hope I answered the question. You did. you did. It's about, and so many, so many things that come up when you talk, because it it is clearly your ministry, right? It's clearly your ministry and understanding that we are the church and that where we go, we allow people to experience God through us and you yes. allow them to experience, have this spiritual encounter through dance and the freedom that comes from dance and the release that comes through dance because God is about freedom. He's about our freedom and understanding, not in that crazy, like I do whatever I want, I go, but in that free to be who we are and know him and experience him. And so when you talk about it, it is such, it's such a spiritual experience. And that's probably why when I look at your Instagram, I'm sitting here like, she is so free. <laughs> Just, you know, and I, and I love it because it is, it is spiritual. And I think that's more than likely why I am drawn uh, I tend to be drawn to a lot of um, individuals that I can I, I can see or sense just the spiritual connection. I've never even asked them that. I don't ask people what they believe when I interview them because at, at the end of the day, I'm trusting that God is showing me people to have conversations with that's going to help whomever listens, including myself. Right. Um, and this, this one was probably a little bit selfish. I'm just gonna be honest about that because I just was like, I want to see why she's so free. I want to talk to her. <laughs> well, you know what? The one thing you need to know about me just innately, um, I believe in moving prayer. Mm. I believe in moving prayer. And that's why I love dance personally, because I work through things while I'm dancing. Wow. And that's my moving prayer. 
right? Because we can ask God, intercede. We can say, universe, intercede, or God, intercede. And even though our paths are already written, if we're just sitting and waiting, we don't know. We have to move in order, you know, to let the spirit guide us or to let the ancestors guide us, however you feel, you have to move, yeah. right? And it even forms the way, like I said, the way I think about things in terms of, you know, like if you if, if I'm thinking about like a personal experience, like I heard my name called one time, like it was like my name was called. I mean, I'm not crazy. I heard my name called. It was like Regina. And I thought about it. And I was like, something called my name. So I'm not supposed to be sitting here anymore. I'm going to move. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's that kind of thing. Like, oh, okay. Okay, so you want me to do this? Okay, so I have to move. So I am one of those people who believe, you know, and sometimes to hear you must be still. But in order to receive, you have to move. Hmm. Yes. You know what I mean? And so you can look at that in whichever way you would like, especially when it comes to dance, because dance is movement and it's moving, you know, and it's traveling through space and time and, you know, receiving, you know. So some people I know, like I know some amazing dancers and they soar. It just doesn't make any sense. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, how high can you jump? (laughs) You know, and I love when I go to those performances, um, because I get the goosies. Mm -hmm. Um, I, you know, uh, I, I, I'm the director of Muntu and I I've had those goosey moments with Muntu, but I remember, um, Deeply Rooted is another dance company here. They're amazing. They're a modern dance company, modern and ballet. And I went to their performance. They had a performance at the Auditorium Theater here in Chicago, which is huge. And I sat through the whole performance cold. Just the entire year performance. The Gooseys came and never damn left. Oh my goodness. And I'm like that spirit. Yeah. Because the the other thing that we have, I think, innately as a people, you know, and I'm I'm, I'm uplifting my African-American people, my Black folk, Mm -hmm. is that we have spirit. When you hear, you know, when you hear like people sing and you're like, you light up with goosebumps. I'm like, that's the spirit. And that you can tell this, the presence of the spirit because you're like, oh, okay. I feel something. Mm -hmm. And then on the flip side, I've seen stuff on Instagram and it's supposed to be holier than thou. I don't feel a thing. And I'm like, I mean, I'm even getting so good at it. I'm like, I know it's not me. It's something else. So we're going to swipe on past that. <laughs> I know that's right. You know, you know what I mean? So yeah. I, I'm, I, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm learning to recognize the beauty of, you know, recognizing dance as a ministry without it being called praise dance. And I kind of feel like when you have that intent, and people come to us and they ask us for things. They know what we're bringing. Of course, when we're in church, we have to think about, you know, what we're wearing and that we don't offend because we do live in society where you have to adhere to rules. And trust me, I am the free bird. You pick the right one because I'm the one who be like, clothes are optional. <laughs> let's be, let's have clothes optional, everybody. But I mean, I remember we were called last minute to do something at a mosque. 
And trust me, I had to run like, okay, because I knew respectfully, they have to be covered at least to their wrist. They have to be covered at least to their ankles up to the neck. You know what I mean? So, but that's my upbringing and having the respect for many different religions and and not taking a time to complain because that's not for us. They're asking us to do something. So they, they see the value. So the least we can do is step into the space informed, yeah. you know, and respectful. You know what I mean? So I've 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 really enjoyed, and I believe it or not, I we we did something for um a big, big um church here in the city. I'm one of the mega churches in the city. And I won't dare say the name right now because <laughs> I will jack it up and then they'll be like, that's not our name. Uh <laughs> So um, it was funny because they were like, okay, we're going to church. So we can't, I'm like, yeah, you got to wear this. You got to wear that. You know what I mean? So we think about those things professionally when we're going into spaces about how to respect the church. Because a lot of the times when we, when we go into spaces like that, because we're singing in a different language. Um, And what's so, what I do think is unfortunate is when we do do these church hits, we rarely get a chance to explain what's actually happening because usually I select dances that will reflect um, the essence of being in church because, you know, in, in West African dance, you don't just dance to dance. Every dance has a meaning. Every dance is done for something or a purpose. Right. So I wish that we got the opportunity to explain more so that it doesn't just come off as movement or like the flailing of limbs and such things like that in church that is actually more curated than that. You know, you yeah. know what I'm saying? And even, like I said, the costumes are curated um, out of respect and and in a ritualistic nature that respects another ritualistic, you know, situation. So I, I would advocate for that now. So if anybody out here is ever like, I want to hire a dance company, give them the chance to explain so that you can walk away with the gems and the understanding. And hopefully that would bring the two cultures closer together. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. Rather than just being entertained. Rather yeah. than just being entertainment. Yeah, I love, I love what I call what we do. And I know, I don't know if somebody, you know, coined it already, but for years we've, coined it edutainment because we like to educate and entertain you know y'all do y'all do just from you know just from me watching online it's it's a beautiful it's a beautiful experience um any any last thoughts that you want to share about dance and where can the listeners find you and follow you and um connect with you if they want to see what's going on Yes. Yeah, so if you want to find me, I'm here in Chicago, <laughs> uh, Munster Dance Theater. Uh, we're in Chicago, Illinois. Um, we have um, a community class every Saturday at the Southside YMCA, 6330 South Stony Island. We're there um, with the community class from noon to 1.30. All are welcome. Um, you can follow me on Instagram. I think I'm Regina Art D. I don't know what I am on Instagram. I'm, I'm going to connect it though. I'm definitely going to link it in the bio. Yeah. I, I think I'm Regina Art. I'm Regina Art underscore director. 
There we go. I had to look real quick. <laughs> I had to look real quick. Or you can find us, um, Muntu Dance Theater, M-U-N-T-U Dance Theater with the R-E. Um, you can find on um, Instagram, Facebook, uh, my dancers want to create a TikTok. I'm like, sure, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. You know, um, so yeah, people can find me there. I'm actually quite easy to find. I'm literally an open book. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So thank you. I, I want to take the, the opportunity to say thank you to you so much for reaching out and giving me an opportunity to speak, um, especially speak passionately about dance the way I don't really get to ramble. I, mm-hmm. I appreciate you letting me have this you know moment to yeah. speak on dance and what it has done for me. Thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. I'm I'm pleased and, and I'm glad that I've had the opportunity to have a dialogue with you. And um, I, I just feeling like this podcast is, is that's what I want is to be able to have dialogue with people that aren't even nearby to me, but just I can see that they are doing something that brings value to the earth and to so many people. And to be able to have that, that opportunity to talk to you was really, really great. And so I thank you. Thank you. And thank you to all the listeners that have uh, listened to this episode. You also, you know, you can watch it on YouTube and I will see y'all on the next episode of Faith, Love and Therapy. Have a great day.